Welcome to this week's edition of Leading with Confidence. My name is Confidence Sileme and I'm your host. This program is proudly powered by the William Sileme Foundation and the Foundation's mission is enabling education in Africa. This week, I'd like us to talk on a topic I've titled How to Effectively Lead Teams. Being a leader often means you are leading teams and teams consist of individuals who work together for common interests and for collective gain. Teams, however, present many different dynamics which, if the leader does not take care to be aware of, could present various challenges and problems. Dynamics such as cultural differences, varying religious beliefs, differences in ethnicity, age, gender, ideology, and so forth. Leaders in organizations face and have to appropriately handle such dynamics. One of the most demanding professions that require one to deal with with team dynamics or on an elevated scale is being a soccer coach or football manager as they are referred to in England and in some other parts of the world. If we can study the principles that make for a great coach, then we can gain some insight into what it takes to be a great leader. To become great, you must study great people. And in today's podcast, we will study the methods, philosophy, and techniques of a man which many regard as one of the greatest coaches to ever lead teams. We will study the soccer coach, Jose Moreno. Moreno bears all the surface-level qualities of a potentially great leader. He is charismatic, he is able to communicate and connect well, and he is bold. If you are a soccer fan, you will know that he's experienced both success and failure as a coach. But today, I'd like us to zoom in on a particular period in his career and extrapolate specific lessons. Number one, believe you're the right person for the job. It is absolutely crucial for a leader to believe that they are the right person for the job. Self-doubt leads to self-defeat, but when you believe in yourself, you've won half the battle. In 2004, when Jose Moreno was unveiled as Chelsea's new coach, Many skeptics and critics arose, particularly from the sports media. They doubted whether he had what it takes to successfully lead a big Premier League team such as Chelsea. At the unveiling, amidst the criticism and doubt, he boldly declared, I am the special one, a phrase or descriptor that has stuck to him throughout his career. This phrase oozes bravado and confidence, and it even borders on arrogance. It is a phrase that only someone who has faith in his or her abilities to lead can utter. It says, I am the right person for the job. Is this a statement you'd be comfortable enough to utter? Are you the special one? A leader who lacks faith in their own abilities will not be able to inspire confidence in their team. They will not energize their team to reach excellence and greatness because they themselves do not feel that they are excellent or great. A leader's confidence feeds their team. When a leader lacks this confidence, their team suffers, and a suffering team can't operate at maximum capacity. A suffering team is focused on the wound, and its resources and energy are concentrated on the wound and the suffering, instead of growing and developing the team. A leader who lacks confidence is an injured leader who will not run but limp. Such a leader will limit the potential of those he or she leads because if you are a leader and you are limping, the pace and progress of those who are following you will be severely hampered. As a leader, you set the pace for your organization and your team, 
And if you are going at snail's pace, those you lead will follow accordingly. A leader who lacks confidence isn't only an impediment to the team's progress, they are also dangerous to the team. When you do not have confidence in yourself, you are easily intimidated by those who have confidence in themselves. Their self-confidence is foreign to you and it irks you. By virtue of being their leader, you have a certain amount of power and authority over them. And if you are not careful, you may be tempted by insecurities and you could end up sabotaging them. Instead of building your people, you could find yourself trying to destroy them. Unfortunately, it's not uncommon to find such leaders in many organizations. They lean upon their positions of authority, but deep inside, they don't feel like they have any real authority at all. When you give external authority to a person who feels they have no internal authority, that person will consequently abuse that authority. They will want to make their presence felt and they will overstep many marks. Instead of pouring life into those they lead, they will suck out the very life out of their people. When you believe you are the right person for the job, you'll have no internal impediments to doing the job. Your heart, head and hands will be in total unison and you'll proceed in a manner that inspires your team to gain confidence in you and confidence in themselves. Number two, back up your self-confidence. Where there is confidence, there must be competence. If you are confident in your ability to play the drums, yet when you play, people's ears begin bleeding, then your confidence is unfounded. The reason Jose Moreno could confidently proclaim that he was the special one was because he had proven it to himself that he was. After all, he had just won the most coveted trophy in Europe with a team no one had given a chance. He had done something truly special. When you look back on your life, what milestones and achievements boost your self-confidence? What seemingly impossible thing have you achieved which you can point at and use as a reference point to give credence to your self-confidence? Perhaps there are projects you've managed that were a big success. Perhaps there are great sales you've closed or major clients you've brought into the firm. Maybe you've won some awards or have excelled academically. I'm sure you're aware of the famous story of David and Goliath. It is written that after David struck Goliath, he took Goliath's sword and cut off his head and took it with him to Jerusalem. Goliath's head became like a trophy which David could readily point at whenever he faced a situation he perhaps felt he was inadequate to handle. Do you have a Goliath's head? When you can look back at the battles you fought in the past and look at the victories you've gained, you have greater confidence to proceed forward in a victorious manner. Competence breeds confidence and competence is developed through practice. That which you develop within you will become your servant and will usher you into greatness. Moreno developed his coaching abilities over many years at different teams and because he had spent time developing his skills and talents, those skills and talents ushered him into the hallmarks of greatness. Yes, his self-confidence has been one of the major tools in his bag of armor and it has helped him gain much success but his confidence has always been backed by competence. Number 3. Be humble and you'll be promoted. Before he was known as the special one, Mourinho was known as the interpreter. While working with Sir Bobby Robson, Mourinho served as his assistant coach as well as the Englishman's interpreter. He did this at Sporting Lisbon, Porto and Barcelona. 
By serving in this capacity, Morin was able to gain deep understanding and rich insights into the thoughts and tactics of the man who was leading him. The humility displayed while serving under Robson positioned him well for the success he would enjoy in the future. Humility positions you for power. Many people do not fully comprehend this principle because they do not understand what humility is. They believe that humility is the opposite of confidence and so they dare not position themselves in a way that makes them seem lesser than anyone else. Humility is not the opposite of confidence. In fact, humility goes hand in hand with confidence. A truly confident person who knows who they are and what they've got is led to humbly serve. It is their confidence that allows them to serve, not their lack of confidence. When he was serving as Robson's interpreter, Moreno was already a confident person. He had proven himself as a worthy tactician and held a position which many other emerging coaches would have loved to hold. If he was an arrogant man, he wouldn't have easily agreed to play the role of an interpreter. He might have thought, what will people think of me? He would have perhaps felt like he was a lackey, but because he was confident, he was able to serve in that capacity. Arrogance is the polar opposite of confidence. An arrogant person lacks the security to truly serve. Their pride does not allow them to, and this pride also prevents them from gaining the promotion they deserve. Because of his humility and confidence, Moreno was given many opportunities to serve on an even larger scale. One of these opportunities was preparing tactical workbooks on their next opponents for Robson and later the Dutch coach Louis Gaal. It was here that both Robson and Van Gaal recognized Moreno's intelligence and great tactical ability. By remaining humble enough to serve, he won the respect and admiration of his leaders. Number 4. Before you win a game, you must win respect. Moreno's career as a head coach began with the Lisbon-based boss club Benfica in September 2000 and since then, the Portuguese has won every trophy that the domestic game has to offer. This includes more than seven domestic league titles across four different countries. He's won the coveted UEFA Champions League several times and he's won numerous personal awards including being named as the FIFA Coach of the Year. He has truly reached the highest highs in his chosen profession and it is right that he is regarded as one of the greatest coaches of all time. Winning so many accolades has certainly won him a lot of respect, but before any leader wins a game or a title, he or she must win the respect of their superiors as well as their juniors. This is true in sports, as it's also true in the corporate or social spheres. The accolades Mourinho's won on the pitch are preceded by the respect he's won from both those who have led him and those he has led. We've mentioned how he was able to win the respect of the coaches he served under, and it's important to mention how he won the respect of those he coached and led. To win the respect of those you lead, you must show them that you won't ask anything of them that you aren't willing to do yourself. You must show them that you are willing to work just as hard as they do, if not more. Moreno has a work ethic that very few of his contemporaries can match. He's reported to put in 16 hour days between coaching player management, scouting and preparing dossiers of his team's next opponents. When as a player you witness such commitment and dedication, you will be inspired to also give in more in order to achieve more. When you have the respect of those you lead, they will be willing to come to the party simply because you invited them. 
they will give you 110% on the field of play because their respect and admiration for you go deep. When your people respect you, victory comes by much easier because they will trust your judgment and they will follow your advice and guidance. They will be willing to listen to you. When you're a leader and your people don't respect you, even the wins may begin to feel like losses because you can't fully enjoy them with your team. But when you have their respect, the victories taste even sweeter. Winning the respect of those you lead also means being stern and assertive when necessary. It is said that when Mourinho first joined Chelsea, certain players didn't like his leadership style and they went and complained to management. After getting wind of this, he called a team meeting and challenged those who had complained to speak up right there and there or forever hold their peace. His eyes moved around the room, making contact with each and every one of the players. Nobody stood up. He had set a toe and had won their respect. One of the main leadership attributes that have made Moreno so successful isn't so much his tactical abilities, it's his relationship with his players. Respect fosters a healthy relationship. Moreno knows that a healthy relationship is a major key to success. A key is meant for locking things and opening things that are locked. Relationship unlocks trust, commitment, and loyalty. When you have a good relationship with those you lead, it means you've been able to gain their trust, commitment, and loyalty. When you've unlocked these three facets, you are well on your way to big wins and massive success. Relationship also allows you insight into those you lead and gives you deeper knowledge about their strengths and weaknesses. When you have this insight, it makes it easier to place them in the right position so that they may be able to excel and progress according to their highest potential. Through relationship, leaders are able to unlock what may be hidden to those who do not have relationship with the said person. The proximity that relationship affords you allows you to see things in people that others may not be able to see. When you are close to something, when you are close to something, you are able to see details that those who are far away may not be able to see. Number five, believe in your team. Few things are able to stir up a team more than a leader who believes in them. Moreno is quoted to having said, players don't win new trophies, teams win new trophies, squads win new trophies, close quote. This is a philosophy that he entrenches into his team's psyche and it has aided him and his teams to much success. Having coached some of the best players in the world, this view and philosophy means that he doesn't entertain the whims and primadonnas and he expects everyone on the team to work equally hard to retain position and retrieve position when it is lost. Self-sacrifice over self-indulgence is one of the credos that Mourinho inculcates into his players. Do you have a similar philosophy in your team or do you elevate individuals above the collective team? As a leader, you must also entrench a belief in your team that they can slay giants. Mourinho literally built his career on slaying giants. For example, in 2004, he guided Porto past Manchester United in the UEFA Champions League. Moreno's tactical abilities really shone in that game, and he frustrated the favourites with his unconventional formations. In 2010, Moreno's 10 men in Milan slayed the Giants Barcelona in the same competition. Even when the chips are down and it seems that the odds are against his team, Moreno has a way of lifting the spirits of his players and making them believe that they can surmount whatever obstacle is before them. Your leadership prowess isn't proven when everything is good and is going well. It's proven when the situation looks dim 
and it seems the victory is beyond your reach. That's when the great leaders emerge. That's when belief and faith must rise and do what seemed impossible. It was Ali who said, impossible is just a big word thrown around by small men. Close quote. How much confidence do you have in your team? Do you believe they can slay giants or do you believe they shouldn't even try? Your faith and confidence in them can often be the difference between victory or failure. Well, we've come to the end of this week's edition. Thank you so much for tuning in to Leading with Confidence. Cheers.